Hey everyone, I'm Wa. And I'm Chris, and welcome to DocuSweeties. We're two long-prime friends who discuss the riveting and sometimes tedious or enlightening or solidifying and trashy world of reality TV and docuseries. Yes, but through our own lens, honey, which can be peppery or salty or sweet, but at the end of the day, usually sweet, <laughs> like I've already said. So doubly sweet, you know what I'm saying? Like sometimes so sweet, you're like too much sweet, but mostly not that usually sweet. Um, we are talking about Life After Lockup, my loves. It's season four, it's episode 47. This is Roses and Thorns. This is a kind of like, you know weird erotic sci-fi novel kind of title that like Wa would read where it's like you know a bed of thorns and dragons you know and it's like some fucking crazy like purple-haired princess you know that like has to fight to do some new world and like you know loses her virginity like multiple times in multiple different galaxies Wa erotic sci-fi and i i want you to know that i'm going to text message your cousin Kristen and tell her you said that about us okay great um it's not erotic sci- and it's not sci-fi so it's just like crazy uh, that you would like say uh, that it's like fantasy sci-fi uh, is, is like sex? space and aliens okay is there sex not that I'm aware of oh well then why why would I read it I don't know. I read that a long time ago. So what she's talking about is a court of roses and thorns or whatever that whatever that show movie is that I book that I read a million years ago. Um anywho, so let's jump right into this episode. Let's start off with Sarah and Sean. And um y'all Sean has got tears in his eyes and Sarah knows that she done fucked up. She's she's in a car and she got all of her children's with her, all of her daughters. And they're on the way to the mom's house. And the mom calls her and is like, Hey, what you doing? And she's like, on my way to your house. And she's like, Oh, great. So she pulls up and her mother is outside on a patio furniture type um, table in the middle of the grass next to a derelict shack shack. And uh, there is a, a just happenstance, a kid's swing, and they put the baby on the kid's swing, and the child that's not Miley Grace, Abby, is that her name? Yeah, she's on the swing too. And Sarah tells her mother and her step-pappy what went down between her and Sean. And mother is, I mean, they're all smoking the cigarettes. It's just, this, it's just a different, it's tr- Whenever I see folks just smoking cigarettes, it truly is a different way of life than I have ever had any kind of access to. You know what? It's just, there's different cultures because there's European cultures, there's Asian cultures, there's, you know, Middle Eastern cultures that smoke different kinds of things. And there's, you know, like, you know, sort of like rural esque, low, low, low poverty line living peeps. You yeah, know, it's like, and like, it's like Angela Deem, it's Chance and Taylor you know, like it's, it's even yes. puppy and amper. Like, yes, ev- yes, yes. It's like anybody who's ever had an addiction has to lean on smoking cigarettes afterwards. They need some kind of something, little bit of something, something get them through. Remember how Mahmoud had a cigarette in the kitchen after he was done arguing with Nicole for the 47th time? Yeah. And you know? even then I was like, 
you know? I know. So basically, I'll tell you right now that Sarah looks great. She Her eyebrows and her hair color all make sense. They're all, like, rational, you know? Like, they all <laughs> look like that someone with wherewithal, like, thought about the choices they made and dying both of them and doing both of them. So I was so happy for her. This baby's enjoying the swing. The mom, the grandma's like, oh, look at that baby on the swing. You know, like, literally, like, her boyfriend, that guy was like, your daughters are here. You know, like, it's just such a life, you know, like, well, they're about to go in and, like, make some TV dinners, you know, like, but that's, you know, here's the thing. I have some TV dinners, too. So, God bless, God bless. But, so, um, she then... We kind of also, I said this in the last episode, but it's also like a summer nights thing where then we go over to how Sean has been dealing with mm-hmm. the emotional ter- turmoil. He calls his hot son, which I get, mm-hmm. you know, he calls his hot son, the one that he's always like video gaming with. Now the one that they're super close. Now here's the thing. Remember how the whole last season was about how like he wasn't going to forget his daughter and how his daughter and him are going to be like be- best friends and they're always going to talk. We never hear about that girl again, but we know, cause we know, Yeah. We know that Gracie, and unless she is, and dear God, tell me I'm wrong, is the one playing the video games. It's not probably. It's Jaden. It's another son. Yeah, but I feel like this older son probably pops in every now and then. You know, right. like them boys love that video game. Like I can't get mm-hmm. like you know like. I, it's funny because I, I loved video games too. Like I had them all growing up. Like I was into Sega and Nintendo and like Super Nintendo and like you know PlayStation. Like I had. You know, I have like, I don't have a, I should have a Nintendo Switch right now. I bought it and then returned it because it was too expensive and I ran out of money. It was an Amazon impulse buy. But I, I like them. It's just so interesting how encapsulated certain generations of men are with them. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, it's, it's true. You know, and it's, I think that also certain men that we never talk about are also encapsulated with porn. And I wonder what the crossover is. I, have never dated somebody let me say that let me think before i I, not that i know of i've never dated anybody at least the last person that i was with was definitely not into video games and i could not be more grateful he not only was he not into video games chris Mm -hmm. he was also not into sports and i could Mm. have never been more grateful you know Mm. what he was into though was cars Mm. and listen okay Mm. He's not into what? video games, but you're into video games. So I don't think you would be annoyed with a guy who's into video games because you'd play. With I him. would be. I would be because I, he's not going to be like into ones that I like, you know, like I like, like dumb Mario ones Kart. And, yeah, like I want dumb, fun ones and they're going to want to do like food first shooter, you know, like, yeah, I don't want to open the news. I don't why would I want to like live this life? I absolutely don't. Like, I don't, this isn't me for me. Yeah. But, no, um, there's I not, like am... cottage core. There's not like, there's no cottage core Sims, video games. Yeah. There's no like girls yes, putting like, on, putting things in her basket as she's going through her garden. Like picking berries and like she puts yeah. on makeup and it's like berry makeup, you know? <laughs> she like, she makes it work. She's like under the sea with Ariel and she's just like using different, you know, sea, sea plants in order to make the things. No, but like, it was like, he could have been into sports. He could have been into video games and he wasn't. And I was like, very grateful that I didn't have to like come to his house and see him like at the tail end of some game or like, you know, so it's great. He's great. Um, so we have uh, her talking to her mother and her mother's like, well, of course he's upset. You should have told him from the beginning. And 
Sarah's like, you're right, but I didn't want to because she wanted to keep that little secret. She wanted to be able to like meet up with Anthony and or and or and who's the truth? The truth is, we don't know if she's actually met up with Anthony more than the times that we saw. I mean, I think she has, mm. but uh, we don't know that. So she mm. feels really bad about it. And the mother's like, well, is he mad at me? And she's like, yeah, because he asked you directly and you lied to him. So oh. now he just thinks that everyone in the family is lying to him and he can't trust them anymore because of this oh. thing. You know, he's all teary eyed talking to his son and Sarah then, you know, gets those words of wisdom. Her mother's like, well, that's too far if he's thinking that you're going to cheat on him because like he doesn't know who you are. And she's like, you know, it, it hurts me that now he is thinking that I'm capable of something like that. Cut to Sean saying that he, you know, is, he is now getting a super amazing taste of his own medicine from all the time. Yes. He yes. On, yes. He yes, cheated on yes, Kelly yes, yes, and that he just yes. did her dirty. Now he knows how it feels to have someone completely break your trust. And so to me, he truly has no other options but to forgive her because he would want grace if that were him, as well as like, what is he gonna do? Just up and move back to Vegas? Yeah. I mean, there's no options for him at this point. Yeah, I love it. I, I, I love, I wrote, yeah. I, at the end of this, I'll, I, anyway, yes. But, so let's talk about the fact that he's obviously breaking barriers. He has no friends, you know, so he's telling his son all his business and he shouldn't even be telling his son the business, you know, like that's a boundary, but you know, who knows what boundaries are when you're someone like him and you now she knows she has to go home with the baby and like face what's happening. And she is afraid if he, she doesn't know he's going to be there. So she gets in the house. She's holding the baby. The baby's in the hip. She goes down, makes herself a little snack, makes the baby a snack, you know, like some sort of like strawberry dinner. You know what I'm saying? I'm not quite sure. <laughs> um, you know, the kind of thing that I want to like have like a Sims cottage for, like where I make strawberries and like they turn into like my like lips, lipstick. I don't know. God bless. So I eat it. Whatever. God bless. My lips are strawberries. So um, and then she's feeding the baby and he like is weird and they have a conversation and i always think even if you're in a fight you haven't seen that baby all day long yeah like why why are you not like shh, shh. show me my baby give me give me that baby yeah go go now that you're home do whatever the fuck you're gonna do shower or do whatever you need to do masturbate fix, fix a nail you know like make like a little fruit roll up you know like what I don't know. I, I stopped paying attention for one second and I heard masturbate. So I like I know that's how I realized that I needed to put my phone down and pay attention to you because you're just gonna go saying on a, willy nilly just things. Saying whatever, you know. So basically, yeah, like she she doesn't ever do that. So then they have this conversation where he is crying and he's like, I just never thought that I, you know, would ever like not think that I could trust you. And I just, how would I ever go on with this? Like, and she's like, I know, but you understand. I have to have a relationship for Abby. And he's like, I get that, but it not after the first time. And he's like, so like emo about it. And I wrote down like, motherfucker, you remember destiny? I remember destiny. Destiny like almost ruined your wedding and you wouldn't even tell your wife that for some reason you still picked up every time she called for no fucking reason. So if she wants to maybe have some daddy time with her actual baby's daddy, daddy, I mean, you know, God bless. Yeah, I think you're correct. I also think that you could like get that braid a little bit closer to your scalp. Are you scared? Are you tender headed? What's happening? 
like just braid it you you braid it like you your head your scalp is on fire and you can't just like get, i don't know how to braid it oh, very well okay no that's what's happening okay great i don't know how to do it okay great because i'm like your hair is like done you like and then i take this piece and i wrap it around this finger and then i have to make sure i tuck it in and then i get the other side and i bring it forward and like it's like very rudimentary i just want you to like i can't i can't i've never known how to braid I can't french braid and i'm just trying to like i'm trying to have like a protective hairstyle because i like move oh, around you're tr- all you're night trying to have a protective hairstyle yeah that has entered your zeitgeist yeah. <laughs> okay i'm gonna show you how to braid your hair because it really is like a three second job um <laughs> yeah so i really do think it's again a, it's a taste of his own bloody medicine and for him to be like i never thought i wouldn't be able to trust you yeah chris he's you just broke her trust nine months ago not yeah. even that she was pregnant during the pregnancy i mean she was pregnant during the wedding so you <laughs> yeah, just broke yeah. her trust six <laughs> like you sick four to six months ago where you were talking to some weird like drug addict crazy woman yeah, who yeah, you bought yeah. a car for and it all went downhill like you were deserving of this exact moment and so your tears they they do nothing for me but make me want to laugh at you ha 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 as you know oh. from the lion king okay so he ends up kind of forgiving her and like they she talks in very low tones and soft tones and she says everything and she's like listen i think you should just meet him because it'll make you feel better and he's like i don't, don't want to meet him you know he does this stupid i don't i don't want to meet him yeah. and she's like well i think it'd be the thing to do but just know that i i made a mistake and i did what's wrong and i understand and you know, she's going to have to now, when he's the wrong one for every moment of their relationship, she's now going to have to just suck it up. And she's never going to be able to live this down for at least a year, right? He's going to hold that against her for a while. Uh, so let's move on to Cam and Eris. So for Cam and Eris, uh, I just, how how often is she going to have to be patient with him when he gets upset about something stupid? A lot because she decided to marry someone like that, you know, was in prison and doesn't have a lot of like emotional equipment to unpack certain things. And that's the life she picked. And it's just very tedious for me to watch her have to do this over and over again. So she's six weeks, 16 weeks pregnant, which we had no idea unless. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, she's been pregnant the whole time, basically. (laughs) And um, because I know they haven't been filming them for six months like i I imagine that when they go to film people they have certain ideas of what they want to do and then when they don't capture that or when they get to the editing floor and they realize they don't have enough footage of like silly scenarios and they come back to them you know i feel like they did that with sean and sarah like the baby was little and then three months later they came back and started doing something else um yes so now she's six, 16 weeks pregnant. So she's four months. And when she gets up, girl, I mean, she looks more than four months. Unless she just, that baby is just coming out of her, like, that little that little nugget is is just taking up a lot of her body, you know, at this moment. Um, no, yeah. Is, I will say this insane. is not the picture of that, but she does look, I just looked at her in this picture and I was like, you are so beautiful to like me Ares is i know can't Ares- you see you're yeah. everything i hope for 
You're everything I need. You are so beautiful to me. Okay. Darla. Yeah, yeah. You didn't watch you're doing a little rascals. You didn't watch Little Rascals? Okay, great. I I did. I did. I very much knew the whole time that you were doing a little rascals version of the actual song. I knew this that's is the only the version novels. I know. That's the only well, version. Well, too bad. It's um, was it really beautiful? The original song is gorgeous. I mean, I know the Nat King Cole. I think I've heard Nat King Cole's version. Okay. Um, or is it? So, or is it? Um, is it the no, blind? The blind man. What's his name? Yeah, I think it's that one. One of the yeah. blind ones. Um, <laughs> one of the blind ones. Isn't it crazy that there's two? There's Stevie Wonder, and then there's Ray Charles. Ray Charles. It's like wild that they're just like. I know. Okay. Anyways. I know. Um, um, I just want to say how gorgeous she is. She has no makeup on in this scene. Look at her. She just is like she radiates beauty. I just like you know. I just can't get over it. I just was looking at her and I was like, God, you're so beautiful. And I think that especially like, a we never see beautiful people on the show. It's hardly ever. But like also. Um, ever. You're right. You're right. You're right. And we're in a, you know what? That's rude of me to say. And I think puppies really pure. There are some. Yeah. But uh, I think that also we're just living in a world of filters and stuff like that. So when you see someone who's just like so naturally pretty, you're like, oh, that's Lindsay. what it's about. Uh, you know, I think Lindsay's gorgeous. And I think, mm-hmm. and I think Britney's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. So you know what? I'm really wrong. I'll get and, it. Don't uh, worry. It's 17 something. Okay. Thank I'll write it down. I'll remember when we were supposed to pause for commercials. Forget every time. Let's do that. Um, so let's pause for a commercial at seventeen forty-eight. Okay, and then at seventeen, we're gonna look at that. Okay, and then we're gonna come back at eighteen. Yeah. So I mean, she just has her handfuls at every time when it comes to Cameron. So before they see the gender of the baby, she is like, "What do you want it to be?" And he's like, "I want it to be a boy because." I'm surrounded by female energy and I can't take it, which made me go. Did you say also what kind of customer service rep has he been doing this whole time? I want to know, like, does he work at Verizon? You know, like, is he, you know, like what I was like, customer service rep is just that kind of phrase where it could be literally anything and everything. Anything. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, yeah, I kind of like it. I don't like it, but it's okay. And I'm like, you're about to get fired. You're you're two mistakes from getting fired. Because he just doesn't like it when people tell him what to do. He's like, I went from being like my own person and being a rapper to now having to take be a, be somebody's, you know, whatever. And I'm like, you know, that's actually really lucky of you that you've never had to work for a company and like have a boss. It's kind of kind of great for you. I'm happy for you. However, th- those choices, you know, unfortunately yeah. weren't the right choices for you. Right. <laughs> so when you say you're happy for him, I think that if maybe there, you know, whatever. There's a lot of discipline that happens in like having. A, a job that has its set hours so for him to say that means something and when Lindsay says it later it means something and when amber wants you know a job you know it all means something which is a certain amount of a ritualistic schedule where you have to report and have responsibility and you have you know accountability so i mean it's all it's all good things in some way you know and 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 outputting work begets work but it's like it's not in the capitalistic sense there's i don't mean to say it like that but i think that there also is something in accomplishing and getting a paycheck you know hopefully people are you know in places that they're being respected and it's not like 
grueling work. But anyway, God bless. Um, so basically, I will also say I love this nurse tech. She's so cute. She's like, hey, guys. She's like, um, you know, if you want all this sex, usually it's like little turtle something this and little something like that. I like didn't understand for some reason. I can't ever really ever see anything on baby ultrasounds. Like, I don't understand how they see anything. You know, like, they're always like, look at this. It's the hand. I'm always like, oh, yes. I don't see it. (laughs) So, you know, it's just that's that's the truth. But I love this nurse tech. I think that she's super cute. Like, she knows she's on TV. But, you know, she's like, I can take a picture. I can, you know, say whatever you want because I want to take a picture for Lena. Like, saying, like, oh, you're going to be a big sister. I think it's cute. They do that. They go home. Now they're going to have a combo. Um, knowing Lena's going to come in. You know, Cameron was upset that he wasn't going to have a dude in his life, a little bro. But I think that he's someone who probably is so to be because I think the universe gives him women in his life because I think that he needs constant checking. And that- I think that the minute. That and the fact that, like, he doesn't, I don't think that he is a positive representation of what a man should be, and I don't think that he could teach that. I think that sometimes, you know, boys want boys because they're like, and I'm like, but if you're not the right type of man to, like, teach the next generation, then I'm not going to be for it. Uh, He, uh, when they get the news that it's a little girl, first of all, he didn't remember that the baby was going to be named Cameron if it was a girl. I mean, a boy, which is like crazy. But I also was like, why don't you name the baby Cameron if it's a girl? Because Cameron can be a girl's name as well. Cameron Diaz. Yeah, or like Cam, Cammy, you know. Cammy's annoying, but like, it could have been, it could have been (laughs) a lot of, Cammy is annoying. Yeah, there could have been some options. But they named her Charlie, which is cute. Um, And he says he's disappointed, but in his confessionals, he says he's going to be like a rock star dad. Like, he's really excited for how he's going to love this child which makes me happy. But then as soon as she talks about her relationship with her father and making it right, especially with the way that they did the wedding, they want to do the baby announcement in a way that's inclusive to her father and allows her father to be at milestones in her life. He gets like, well, that's not my problem. That's your problem. And she, she's like, well, we're married now. So it's now your problem. And she's like, mm-hmm. he's like, no, I did what I was supposed to do. I got out of prison. I married you. We bought a house. I got a job. And now, so I don't understand why I had to prove anything to this person. And she's like, it's not, a, it's, well, he's my father and he means <laughs> everything to me. And I love him. And, you know, but besides without spelling out the natural relationship or not natural, I don't want to say that because if that's not everybody's experience, but the seemingly natural relationship or could be natural relationship between father and daughter is that the father is rather protective of who the daughter gets with in marriage. You know, some cultures it's to betterment of the family and some cultures it's because he wants to make sure that his daughter is well taken care of. And Eris took that from him in order to give something to Cameron. And so Cameron doesn't recognize that and he thinks it's her fault and her problem to manage and he doesn't owe that man anything that's so astute that'd be like the way that you yeah like he you're right he doesn't see that as like the give like he he is blind to it so like he that's why he's it's a selfish thing but you know it's so interesting because there is this idea that a lot of men have when they come out that they don't owe anyone shit now it's not 
it, it's always that they feel this way where they don't owe like having to defend themselves to anyone and that anyone is usually the parents and or the loved ones of the person you are with. It's not, you know, as well as it could be like employers you want to start to be with or, you know, it's, but it's so funny because it. I don't mean to be whatever, but it's dude, like you kind of could use a moment of redemption. Like you just get out of prison for something like it's, I don't mean to like hold that against you, but I, at the same time, don't feel like you need to come on a high horse and be like, I don't have anything to prove. Yeah. The truth is, is that you can prove something. Prison is bad. Going to prison is not, not a great thing, right? It happens to people. Listen, it happened to somebody who I'd very much love in my family and it happened to them. But the stigma around it, especially if it wasn't because of a complete accident or it wasn't because circumstances that just wound you up in a situation that you didn't know everything was going to go left. Like you started off the day super positive, never committed a crime in your life, and all of a sudden you ended up in the wrong place at the wrong time, right? Bar those reasons, prison is going to prison is fucking bad especially for cam's reason for trafficking drugs like i'm sorry being a drug dealer and going to prison is not like oh okay he he didn't know what he was doing <laughs> it was an accident like no these are the these are the cause and effects of your choices so yeah you do owe people you owe your loved ones and you owe any loved ones family members who have a problem with you you have to prove to them that you are who you say you are and he says, like, I don't have to prove it. I've done all the things that I need to do. Yeah, that's true. You have. And that's one good step in the right direction, or maybe two good steps in the right direction. But this man doesn't know you. And his daughter has seemingly lost her mind and married somebody who went to prison. So now you do have to prove something, period and point blank. Like, and it makes me mad that she has to kind of like back out of it. Cause he's his first thing is like, man, you're stressing the baby out. And she's like, no, you're stressing me out. And she has to back out of this conversation because he's getting super defensive. Even when she says, I feel like you're getting defensive. Like, I'm not saying that you're to blame. I'm saying that there is a cause and effect and we have to rectify this with my father and you and I together. And then when they get to the house, I don't know, maybe two hours later, he realizes what she was saying. He realizes that she, that he is now the, the father of a daughter and he probably will want somebody who got out of prison to come and talk to him should that be his situation? And he actually says that he's like, listen, I didn't have a man figure in my life. I only was raised by a single mother. I've never had to answer to anybody. And when I have had to answer to people, it has not gone well. So I don't, I, I don't understand where she's coming from. Um, but I do understand what she's saying to me and like, she's going to have to be patient. And from there, I was like, it's great that he, a couple of hours later can like acknowledge his wrongdoing and apologize to her. But how long? When is he just going to, whenever she confronts him with something, take a step back and be able to like in the moment say, you know what, I'm feeling a certain way that is different than what you feel. Give me a second, let me process what you're saying and let me see if it makes any difference and I'll get back to you in an hour. Like something, because this back and forth where she has to be the one to like pull herself back and be like, okay, we're gonna table this conversation for now. I mean, listen, these are all the reasons why I can't be a teacher. 
because you don't get it the first time uh you're dumb go in the remedial classes like i need you to get it together no i know but you know obviously she has to understand i mean you would if you were decided to be with someone like him then you would have to understand that you decided to be someone with someone like him so i understand where you're coming from but then if you were with someone who probably wasn't emotionally mature then i if you said that to me i'd be like well you made this decision i mean <clears throat> yeah no, cam yeah that's exactly what i'm saying i couldn't be in that situation <laughs> yeah cam you know would be great wouldn't it be great if cam like could like get like a side gig working at like a psychiatric or like therapy session not psychiatric like a therapy room like it cam is so smart and um quick i feel like if he was given the opportunity to really care or understand mental health and how his patterns and certain certain things the way that he behaves is ingrained in him i think that he'd be down a rabbit hole really excited about it but he would have to like get it in so let's move on uh not move on but the next part of that's interesting with them is that lena comes downstairs and um lena is sporting the cutest bantu knots well no i just talked for a very long time i'm gonna leave it up to you i need to like okay but you had written that note so i just want to see if you wanted to say anything oh about no it was, it was like definitely very cute yeah i mean so cute you know so basically uh he cameron decides to give lena a little gift and the gift is a pick the pick that they took in the ultrasound letting lena know that she will be in fact a big sister and she's so sweet she has she's so beautiful too you know like i just got done saying how gorgeous eris is like and so is lena and she's like smart you know he's like okay little missy spell pressure she's like p-r-e-s-s-u-r-e and i was like okay and then he's like okay spell sister like s-i-s-t-e-r he's like you know she's like on it i'm like so happy for her so, but she's also a little bit annoyed with Cam, Cam, you know, I don't want to say like with Cam, uh, with Cameron, like afterwards in her little confessional, she's like, oh, he's just, he's nice, but like he literally keeps eating all of the food, all of the food he eats and I like all of the soda and I go home to drink it. It's gone like all the time, all the yummy things. It's so, why did mom has to like buy more? He has to buy, like, he's so small to be eating all of that. But all of my <laughs> stuff, like the things that you think that he would only like, those are obvious kid things, but he eats those too. Anyway. So yeah. um, let's move on to Amber and puppy. So Amber is Oof. talking to her mom and, um, you know, like her mom is like telling her some hilarious story about a raccoon and a possum, honey. She's having the time of her life hearing the story. You know, I was kind of in and out of it, but wow, like, do you have anything specific about this story? She basically said, I know about you and your random pets. And she was like, yeah, about the possums and the raccoon and the mother's just kikiing about it. I mean, I yeah. can only imagine that the mother has like in her fifties was able to kick the drugs, get out of prison and then also remarry who I'm assuming is the love of her life. Um, I, what, what a, what a great story for Amber turnaround. Yeah, absolutely. Because I mean, I've heard you and like other people talk about being, you know, um, of divorced parents and to like have her, her parents actually get back together and to see that maybe, was it just the drugs that kind of kept them apart? Like, was it just her addiction and everything? And, you know, 
I think this is the kind of relationship that Bliss would want, where uh, from uh, Love Is Blind, where like the, the you guys were soulmates and meant to be together. But she's talking to them, and she basically asks them for fifty k for the business, mm-hmm. and they're like, you know, we're gonna have to think about that. And I'm like, I'm so happy that you have parents that have fifty k to possibly give you. Yeah, that was really nice, you know. But like, you know, but she wants the restaurant it always felt like it came a little easy for her you know but god bless she also says that she has been hitting the gym that that's been also making her feel good later on when we see the gym it's obvious it's a gold's gym anyway because like it just says gym and the gold's uh cursive but you see you don't see the gold's part so um she has a little time though before the gym where she when we actually see it where she's running errands with tc you know they're doing those saturday time where you to go to one thing but it turns into five things it's home mm-hmm. depot it's target it's cvs honey it's like oh it's whole foods it's like you just like do all the things you need them and then you get home and you just like ah oh, things are done you get to put everything away you maybe have some new things to tinker with i love that kind of stuff and it it feels very you know kind of healthy safe self-care ritualistic like you're getting things done um so basically tc does not like to talk you know we know this about his emotions especially about the fact that they almost had a baby but they didn't have a baby because she had to have an abortion due to her health and uh, he's just like he you know literally shuts up when she tries to talk about it he's not into it and he can be a little dismissive it feels like or cold when she comes to him with things but it's also i think also he doesn't understand how to communicate or give her what she wants and his natural way is to solve problems or to tell her what to do so he's like well you feel better if you were, you know once you start going to the gym you feel better you know and you know that's just it feels like a very textbook way of two people who are not who aren't being able to give each other what they want or being able to like help each other and they think they are so i think that he kind of blames her for it and i also judge him for i i judge him for her for for being mad at her or or something like his an, an inability to help her through this makes me judge him because I feel like, A, why do you think that whatever you're feeling is the same as whatever she's feeling? She's the woman. And this is the one of the one things where I'm going to be freaking selfish and sexist about. If your woman has to either lose the baby, get an abortion or something, then you as the man will never truly understand what that is. Whatever your feelings about not having a child and whatever, like, moral or religious beliefs that you have behind that is nothing compared to what it might feel like to that woman. Nothing. Absolutely. You don't get to have, you get to have feelings, but your feelings don't get to be bigger than hers. And if you are unable, if you, I think this is what the problem is. It's the fact that you are mad about the abortion or sad about the abortion But in that madness and sadness, you're unable to put her feelings first, which makes me believe that you put more value in the un, not born, I can't even say child because I don't even know at what, she was two months, maybe. Like, it's not even a child yet to me. So I'm like, you put more value into that and you're going to ignore the full and flesh and blood person that's in front of you? Or you're going to only think about yourself when it comes to this? Like, I just... I just judge that immensely. And 
we get to the point where she's trying to talk to him about it. And she says, are we ever going to be able to talk about it? And he's like, you can talk about it for sure. You can, I guess, tell me, I don't know what it is that he means by that. And they're in this weird garden store with Christmas decorations. And yeah, then the next scene we have is her at the gym and she invites puppy. Um, we see her trainer who's excited to see her again. And I'm, I'm happy that she used to work out like how exciting for her. And she's like, listen, I don't know why I'm not doing this. Like I have nothing else to do. So I might as well do it. So she goes to the gym and she's talking with puppy and puppy has a way of trying to describe this, but it ends up making it seem like puppy is just being selfish, which she is like, I, and this is the first time I'm like, Oh, puppy is like, completely only kind of thinking about herself is like basically like you should leave tc because he doesn't like me yes and i need you and he doesn't even he's not even helping you with this pregnancy i would help you through the pregnancy because i feel like at the end of the day i think puppy truly is bisexual and amber is her is her love you know we haven't seen that in a minute so i can see what you're saying but we haven't like there hasn't been any like talk of that in a second but you know i agree she's like she very much wants tc gone and you know they're working out at this gold's gym and they're lifting weights on metal it's it's weight resistance machines and they're like state like it looks so hard and like they're just clinking and clanking and puppy looks like she you know like doesn't hit the gym in this way that much you know what i'm saying like she she says it's been 15 years yeah she's doing weird arm things that are not in any sort of form i'm like where is this personal trainer she is you know basically just a shit and her to like leave tc you know uh I'm like, just put puppy honey like on a treadmill or something. And you know, like only because all I'm not saying that she has to do cardio. I'm just saying put her on a machine where she's not gonna hurt herself, like elliptical. You know, yeah. like I oh, there's nothing like working out on a pre-core or an elliptical in the sense that it's I feel like it's unless you're doing hard resistance, it's really easy to just beep bop the whole time. It's so much fun. Like I feel like I did so many years of like just on an elliptical back and forth, barely any resistance for like 30 minutes being like, boy, I hardly sweat, but I was on this cardio machine for 30 minutes. So, you know, that's math. I math, math. So um, (laughs) basically, yeah, she wants to get her to leave TC. She's wearing an I inspire me shirt, which, you know, she's also trying to inspire her to leave honey TC. And she's also just mad because she's like, I can't even sleep on your couch, you know? And then, Amber kind of gets upset. She's like, look, the reason why is because I share space with someone and you decided to share space with fucking Eric, who's disgusting. So you made a decision and Mm -hmm. you can't fuck over my life because Mm -hmm. I made a decision to live with someone who Mm -hmm. has three sons Mm -hmm. and you're with Eric and we know who that person is, like falling asleep, like at the wheel of his weird, dumb cheap car Mustang. that he speeds around like it's like you know a must like if he, he speeds around like it's like a bugatti or whatever the hell it is it's not so yeah and puppy's lonely so she's like when hot puppy how are you doing I'm, I'm lonely i'm sleeping by myself and I, this is what makes me believe that she feels like amber should fill that void for her and this is where i'm like oh it's selfish and amber recognizes how oh. selfish it is and she gets upset and she like is like it's not my problem and like i you know she says the last time that puppy was there for her was in prison and so puppy hasn't been able to be there for amber in the way that Mm -hmm. amber is there for puppy because i i I think it's 
tied to the fact that puppy was in love with Amber in the, in prison. And that's what she was giving is the, the love and the support of a partner, not the love and support of a best friend. And now that her best friend, who's somebody that she might, you know, want to rely on, she feels like she can't because that person's partner doesn't like her. And she doesn't know how to manage that. And I don't imagine that many people didn't like puppy in her life. Like no matter wherever she is or what she's done, I don't think many people didn't like her. Um, so she gets upset and she's like, Amber's been drinking all the time and I'm the bad one. And she's like, blows Amber's cover. And Amber earlier in this episode had just finished, finished saying that like her and puppy um, or how her and her mother were actually sober for X amount of years. And her mother, like she would have never thought that eight years ago, her and her mother would ever be in the position that they're in now. And I think that's so sad that like your parent, you know, I've said this before. It's always so sad to me when someone's parent is part of that crowd that is that bad influence. Like your parent is supposed to be the person that provides that safe space for you. And when they don't do that, how you must feel like you have to do everything on your own. I mean, they fight about the parole space. I gave up my parole for you. Well, I gave it back to you. I went to the thing and did it. And I, I mean, in this in this instance, I'm going to go on ahead and say that I think that puppies being selfish. Um, and normally I wouldn't say that, but like I, in this moment, I think that puppies being selfish, especially because it's not like she's like, you know, I want to be in your life to help you through your, um, your depression from the abortion, but it's like, you should leave TC because he's not helping you through it. And then you should be like with me and queen again or something like that. It feels selfish. And so Amber ends up leaving the gym and she's like frustrated. She's talking with producers and then her mother calls and her mother's like, listen, we don't think that you should be owning a bar slash restaurant right now because you've got a drinking problem. And we then start, we then go, damn, pup, Amber has a drinking problem. And so while she says that she's sober, she means sober from like hard drugs, not legal, legal addictive items. And or California. Yeah. We don't know about California sober. And, and TC also drinks too. And he drinks with her. So they've both been drinking together. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's like a toxic situation, especially because they're drinking and then he's still not talking to her. And so the parents make that choice and say, no, we don't think that we should do this for you. And her heart is broken, but I think Amber's level headed enough to probably understand that she has a problem and she probably needs to get it fixed. Yeah. Like the way that her dad says it is faithfully, I cannot help you with this venture. And I was like, oh, sh- yeah, faithfully, I cannot help you with this venture. I'm going to keep that in mind. Isn't that a great way of saying no? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it really is. I'm gonna, I mean, like, you know, anytime anyone says anything, like, do you want to come, uh, you know, meet me at 8 o'clock a.m. to, like, <laughs> do some sort of boot camp? Like, faithfully, I cannot help you with this venture. <laughs> um, so anyway, so basically, um, you know, pu- this whole time Amber has been having this conversation with about, about not getting alone outside in the parking lot after this blow up with puppy who's still inside, I don't know, fake working out or whatever. Not really just being like really just blowing the cover, blowing Amber's spot about how much she's drinking. And then they make up and then they, and then they're just like, get in the truck, bitch. And that's the end of that. We have to move on. Blaine and Lindsay 
Oh, this is boring because, well, this is better than other things, but like some things just seem like a little like not necessary. So, uh, you know, Lindsay's mad at Blaine for like not packing and cleaning or suddenly having to move because the lease is up of where they're moving. And so she's always like mad at him or like yelling at him. It's just like, God damn it, Blaine, have you done not doing thing yet? You know? No, like, don't like, call, don't, don't do your, your, your voice for Angela Deem for Lindsay. I need you to do some character work and come up with a different voice. How dare you? Also, you're looking away from the mic. If you could just like look at the mic and speak into it, that'd be great for me. It's like being raised, but like, you know, like, could you imagine doing a podcast with like some sort of version of like <laughs> Gypsy Rose Lee's mom? You know, like what a nightmare. So no. anyway, I was like, what a setup for this. So anyway, so basically um, she has to go get Miley, you know, because Miley's being a 13 year old, which is like an attitude and Blaine's like, just like you're you're having attitude you know like daughter like, like. mom like, blah, 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 blah. so then um she says that she's been 14 months sober and she now has a full-time job at a rehab and she loves it she has those regular hours honey she's like working with people who are like also coming off the drugs honey there's like a full circle moment she's like she's giving back um they bring miley grace to the new place and miley grace hates it she said it smells like mold and death and also like we're fixing to have a problem, mom. There's no Wi-Fi, you know, so there's no Wi-Fi. She, they go in. Now Blaine is in that place, and Lindsay yells at him again, like, Blaine, haven't done anything! Like, I don't understand. She's always yelling at him, and, Blaine, and like, he's like, what, you do play video games, Blaine? Blaine was, like, napping. I mean, okay. No, this is Chris, is. this is what it is. They had to move out of their home because that lease was up into this new space. Yeah. She works from 11 p.m. to 7 a.m. and he works part-time God knows what hours. She comes home and she's like, Blaine, you haven't unpacked anything. So I don't understand, you've been home all day. I've been at work all day, I'm tired. I would like you to go to sleep. So like, put something away. I have to go get Miley Grace, I'll be back. She leaves, she comes back and his motherfucker is asleep, charging his fucking ankle monitor. You don't think you'd be mad? No, you wouldn't. Actually, I know you wouldn't. I know you. <laughs> you wouldn't be mad. But I have like, more grace for people. Yeah. You... Okay, I'm just kidding. I don't know. She works. Um, and he I, doesn't. Right, and they just moved to right. another. There's boxes everywhere. He's an Yeah, but you know what? Here's the thing. Blaine Dunn saved her life. Blaine fixed and saved her life. Like, she came out of prison. Where did she go? Not her mom's house. Where'd she go? Blaine's house. Blaine had a whole ass house, a whole ass job, and a, whole, and a pair of lips, honey, that she kissed and got herself away from Deontay. So, I mean, you know, like, Blaine did a lot of things we can talk about when she makes... Okay, so anyways, blah, blah. So then Blaine's like, okay, all me, we're going to do fun thing. It's all me. So they all get in the car and they're going to go paintballing, okay? But Miley Grace is not into it. She's just like, I don't want to be shot, you know? And so, like, she walks away and Miley and her look the exact same. Like, now, in this one edit of Miley walking away of Lindsay, the editors, they editors, they sharped us, okay? Which is they made it seem like it was a big-ass fucking deal and that Lindsay was like, What? Oh my god you know and then it wasn't at all where it was just like she walks away she's like you want you don't want to shoot and then she looks in the room she's like you don't want to watch me do anything and molly grace is like and she's like okay now it's my turn and then they just basically paintball a little bit until 
Blaine just decides to lay on top of her and then they come and shoot him and then they're out. Now I, here's the thing. I don't know about paintball when you could do laser tag, which kind of feels like the fun version of it. And like the slightly less painful version by slightly, I mean a lot less painful because you don't actually, you know, like get hit by a thing. You get hit by like a laser beam and you can also do it in the dark, but that's not what happened to them. She gets hit. Um, you know, or he gets hit and then they go back and, you know, like Miley's like, I'm so happy I didn't do this. I'm like so bored by this. And they get in the car and they're like talking, Miley Grace in the back seat, And like, you know, like, it's like, yeah, it was like so much fun. You know, it was like really, really hard or whatever. And Miley's like, yes, because you don't run. And just like, you don't run. You're like, so I'm not, not athletic mom. You're such like a uh, lazy turd. And so like, she gets out and Lindsay's just like, I fucking hate the age of 13 this is not a fun age this this age sucks and then so <clears throat> they have to get back real fast because you know he has an ankle monitor and so there's certain hours and so she calls her mom and she's like yeah i literally just dropped my leg grace off like you know like what's been happening you know like i didn't get to like you know i say hi to you and the mom's like yeah i know he didn't talk to me he went to their room and Lindsay's like yeah is that what it is now and then so from this conversation which is boring boring Lindsay like loses her mind where then she just gets she like blows up and they sharp us again, which makes, wants to make us feel like she gets violent, which is just maybe somewhat her hitting a garage door, but they make it seem like really, really intense. But basically she's like, it's just, it all comes down to me when it's like, all right, babe, just so you know, your daughter lives with someone else. Your mom, you came out of prison. Blaine gave you everything. You just got a job which is great for you. Like all you have to do is like move, which sucks. It's just, you're fine. <laughs> and wherein I have more grace for her and understand the stress of feeling like everything is on your shoulders. Let's move on to another boring couple, which is Derek and Monique. Um, I'm going to get tell you what happened and I'm going to say it in like a couple of sentences. And Chris, you can jump in at the end and say what you want to say about them. One, mm -hmm. He's at the airport and he's like, where you at? And she's like, I'm coming. She gets there, picks him up. He unravels the flowers that he got for her. And she's like, that's so sweet. And she's like mildly whistling through the gap in her teeth. Then <laughs> she oh my gets God. to the house and all the lights in the home are on. And I'm thinking, whose house is this? How do you afford this? And what do you do for work? Because if that's the case, I need to move to Chicago and get me a whole house too. And mm. so they get in the house mm -hmm. and she shows him around and he's like, oh, you ain't got this. She's like, I just moved in. Nah, 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 nah. And so then he, uh, she shows him to uh, her, his room and he's like, oh, look at these mirrors. We could have a lot of fun watching each, watching ourselves in this mirror. And she's like, uh -huh. so he then leaves and he goes into the kitchen to jump up on her counters and hide a ring in a place that she would never look because he knows she snoops in his stuff. Now, I want to know, did you take your shoes off before you hopped on her counter? It was really important to me to find out and the camera crew didn't show it to me. So he gets down. He's like, Monique, what are you doing? And she's like, huh? And she's all up in his stuff snooping and she can't even like snoop with his bag on the ground so she picks it up and puts it on the bed so she can snoop through it and this is all set up right because she just happens to know that she can do all of this you know she's not moving quickly so she could do all of this <laughs> while he's in the kitchen doing whatever and he pours her the biggest glass of wine i've ever seen which makes me believe that she f drinks a lot it is like i mean it is the entire i mean i've obviously drank a lot of it it's just wasn't this 
filled up. It's so much, and he does not pour himself as much. It's Bogle, Bogle, B-O-G-L-E. And he tries to open it with scissors. Um, she, when she's looking through his stuff, it's so interesting. She also, like, by the way, said that his love language is money. And not gifts, money, you know, but whatever, same thing. Um I love when she's she's I love when she's going through his stuff and he asks what she's doing and she says just washing my face like we're never gonna see you without full face so like you know like that like how did you think you're gonna get out of that but also every time he moves he's like okay Monique I'm gonna come to the room now okay Monique I'm in the hallway okay Monique what are you doing you know and she's just like whatever but like she's like nothing you know so then they go into the room and she is like so where's your phone he's like I don't know and he's like, it's in the, my room. And, he, and she's like, no, it's not because I went through. And he's like, you can't be snooping or whatever. And she wants to know who he's been talking to, you know, what the information is. She wants to cross-check numbers. She's like, who? I looked at your call log, and I don't know this number that you called at 415 and 417. He's like, no, that person called me. She's like, no, you called them. Who is? I want to look now on your phone and see who that person is. And... um He's just like, yeah, no, you can't be snooping. And then this is all fraudulent. This is all fraud. And she's like, since you want to act this way, then you can sleep by yourself. And then you can leave tomorrow. I don't even want you to be here anymore. I'll let you PO here because this is your address. But And so we have this scene of him standing outside of her bedroom door as she closes the door and says bye. Girl, they having sex tonight. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. those flowers she like you know love language is money you know like if his love language is money that's not even a love language chris it's not even a love language gifts is gifts is yeah but the funny <laughs> thing is it would be her love language because he is giving it to her so it's mm-hmm. like is, is your love language gifts do you get turned on by gifts because you can say that his love language is gifts and we would believe it because you bought him like fancy crab dinners or fancy lobster dinners you know whatever it was so let's move on to the last coops badoops and that is, I mean, a really horror story. Chance and Taylor. Last we picked up, I mean, I hate it. Chance and yeah. Taylor. Ch- Chance. He had just blown seventy dollars on a video poker thing when he was not at all a employed or b after he had like come clean about his whole gambling addiction in a financial therapy session and also see he just had his kid so he's the dumbest fucking person ever and i hate him so much but he's now in the house and the you know he brings the taylor's with the baby the taylor is the baby sort of crying and then he like grabs the baby he's like the baby never cries with daddy and then she's like where were you and he's like i wanted to fucking tell you where i was i was with my friend daryl you know like my fucking best friend daryl you know, it was at Daryl's house. Not Daryl's house, just getting Daryl's Borg, which just happens to be a bar. Daryl's that was at a bar. We were drinking shots. It is so crazy the way he's like, I don't have to fucking tell you where I was when where he is is at a bar. Yeah. He's at a bar drinking, but he feels like he doesn't have to tell you because his friend owns it, which is asinine. And his yeah. whole like he draws a boundary, an invisible boundary that is not logical in his head, that he there is no reason. That he should inform Taylor of anything he does with a quote unquote friend. If you can put a a person, any person in the quote unquote friend category, then that person is now exempt from having to like tell you anything or having him to tell you anything about that relationship with him. It's just so weird. And the the entire scene is him gaslighting and she calls him on it. And I'm going to tell you right now, I think this could be the worst and or most 
upsetting relationship now for me to watch in that he is a manipulative narcissistic asshole he's gonna go right back to prison i mean that man is one step away from prison and i have never said that i feel like on this show like i think that certain people were like maybe like on drugs or whatever but i think that when people go to prison you know not because they're on drugs that's fucked up people usually go to prison because they had a steal or whatever like get the drugs or whatever you know but this man's going to go to prison for whatever the fuck reason because he's a stupid asshole and he believes that he is somehow above smarter better and or like he is so hurt so unable to be like truly present i mean alina's tell you so uh he go on yeah so he I think that the what's happening with Chance is that he's such a fuck up and deep down below, he is so embarrassed by it that he got with somebody that he believes is beneath him, that he feels like physically, I mean, listen, Taylor is sweet as pie, but I think that he thinks he's better looking than her. And I think that anyone would say that he's better looking than her. Like he is, he's handsome. Like un, un, undoubtedly, he is a handsome feller. Um, and I think that he's chosen her because she has three kids and that she might seem mildly desperate and like a pushover. And he doesn't want her to question him. And then, I mean, the way he gaslights her is so unacceptable and unredeemable in my opinion, that the fact that she doesn't immediately kick him out of her house shows just how much how insecure she is and she ends up saying it at the end um this whole time i guess i didn't think she was until she said it um so he is sitting with the baby on him and she's like where have you where why'd you go and do that we have a two-month-old like you can't just leave me here and because you feel like you need to de-stress and go smoke i mean go like have drinks with your friends like if anything he should be having drinks at the house he should just take that money, go buy some tequila or whatever, and have those drinks at the house with her. So at least like he can be there to, you know, she can see him as opposed to just leaving her with all of these kids that he said he would help her with. And he's like, gets upset. And he's like, man, I don't have to do all this. He like flips his phone, which could have easily hit the baby. And he like walks out and like, guess what? I guess you can pay all these bills on your own. And like the whole time he's like, I feel like such a liar because I don't have a job and I haven't told Taylor. So this whole time, and I, I, you know what I call fraud? I think she knows he doesn't have a job. I think she's a, I I think she knows it. And that that's why he's like, you can figure it out. Cause the truth is why isn't he power washing driveways right now? Why isn't he doing all those other side gigs that he said he was going to do outside of construction work? So he leaves. Why doesn't he drive for Uber? I don't know. Maybe because wherever, I don't know. So he then like, he goes outside and they're like, or in the garage and like smoke on this ornate chair. And he then, I mean, he just does something that I find to be unforgivable. He goes on the most gaslighting of tirades he could ever go on. He tells her, I talked to Tanya because she makes me feel better. I want to talk to you. I do. But every time I talk to you, you get mad at me. And I think, and I said to myself, the reason why is because Tanya has no skin in the game. You can tell Tanya, you fucking fucked a horse, spent all the money, 
and did a line of coke on the on the streets of Las Vegas. And it wouldn't matter to Tanya because it doesn't affect her. But you can't tell a woman who you're living with with three kids and one on the way that you are skipping out of work to go gamble at the casino. You can't tell that to someone and have them not be upset. So don't use this against her. And then she's like, if you wouldn't be, you know, talking to these other women, you know, I'm insecure. I, you know, I don't want to feel like you're not going to be around or whatever. And it's like all the top, all of the like game talking that she was talking about how she can go through his phone and she can do whatever in this moment when she was being vulnerable i felt so bad for her because i'm like the only smart choice you made was not marrying him but everything else was the wrong move yes 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 and it's so sad because she picked a man because she's so insecure and i need her to and i need us to and i need women to understand that we see how how when we think that we deserve less we get less you know so i think that she you know she doesn't deserve this and i I think it's i feel so bad that he's just like yeah if i want to get money from this woman who i was talking to at the same time as you in prison and that's just my friend and i already know the friend clause if it's a friend it's a friend daryl's a friend tanya's a friend was bitch work Jess, whatever the fuck. I mean, they're all friends, you know? And are the, they, once I say it's a friend, I can do whatever I want. He calls Taylor this chick outside of the house. He's like, I could have been with Tanya who like paid $275 for my lawyer. I said, I'm with this chick. And I was like, $275? Not 2000 Yeah, not $2,000? Like, yeah, we can give Tanya an award if she gave you $2,000. She would be a fool. But we can give her an award and say she held you down. But $275? A boy, get out of here with that. Mm -hmm. I mean, the mother of your child, you went over here and you moved into her home and you, like, got her pregnant. And she was a part of it, too. Don't get me wrong. But, like, she knew not to marry him. She knew not to marry him. And it's like, at that point, why did you have his baby? So it's really hard to talk talk about this with her because so, so many bad choices were made. And yeah it's so crazy it is crazy 275 dollars doesn't seem like a lot of money but the whole time with him like his this is gonna sound so crazy but his idea of money is like a third world country's idea of money when it comes to me like i'm so sorry to say this but like his credit limits like on is on some credit cards 300 and 500 dollars i've never experienced that as an adult it's like going to a a third world country and be like oh your one dollar here is like two thousand here and it's like oh it's like this man's idea, like 275 for a lawyer, just seems like a big idea for this man. Just like the devastation of blowing $70, which he shouldn't be doing, you know, gambling. Like $70, $70 is annoying, but like it's not devastating to lose. But for this man in this time with no money, it is because this man's I this man works on pennies. This man's this man's world is pennies. And I don't mean to be rude because it is a privilege for me to say that, but I want to be rude because he feels like he needs to be taken down a peg. So if any reason he ever hears this, you have to understand how small your world is and how you have to step it up. Like you, you know, like you are lost in the sauce when it comes to this money situation and like any sort of hotness you think you are or how you think that you got yourself into a situation with Taylor, like you, it's like, this makes you feel like a four-year-old. Yeah. Anyway, so um, whenever anybody talks about like anything of under a hundred dollars, I'm always like, "Oh, you're talking about the difference between paying a bill and not paying a bill." 
like to seventy dollars is my internet so like oh okay so you couldn't pay internet that that's how i think of it and i'm like it's down to that then it's a different scope than what i'm i'm managing because like at the end of the day like if i it would be thousands that i would have to like you know two thousand and i'm like oh i can't pay rent <laughs> but like yeah it, it it's a different bracket and he for him to I don't know. Taylor opened his home to him. He wouldn't have a fucking home to go to. And I, I didn't. It. I didn't watch their first season, so I don't know their origin story. Um, so I I came in, whatever I guess two seasons ago, and I knew she was dumb, but now I'm like, wow, she's crazy. Um, anyways, so y'all, if you guys want to see the visuals and all the facial expressions that Chris and I have been making for this episode you can join us on patreon for ten dollars a month um you get the episode immediately after we finish filming it the video version you also uh get a live every first monday of the month you get exclusive um content i'm going to be doing 90 day fiance uh season one uh recap at some point and we can talk about that you know, we do all the re- relationship reality stuff so you'll be able to see it all and it's a good time so join us here and if you would like to not do that but also want to follow us on other things you could do so and chris will tell you what that is we have social media have you heard of that weird thing yes it's true on instagram please follow and like all of our things like literally go down the list <laughs> it's at docusweeties on instagram at docusweeties on tiktok and at docusweeties one on twitter at the same time we can give you visuals like my cute hair and pigtails with matching uh banks wah how Oh, you already did that? Patreon.com slash DocuSweeties. We love you so much, and we'll talk to you later. Okay, babe? Bye. Bye.